Bonnie has selected two scripture verses. The first is Deuteronomy chapter 5, 6 through 21. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. But showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, or your male or female slave, or your ox, or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the resident alien in your towns, so that your male and female slave may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded that you keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, so that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. Neither shall you commit adultery. Neither shall you steal. Neither shall you hear, bear false witness against your neighbor. Neither shall you covet your neighbor's wife. Neither shall you desire your neighbor's house or field or male or female slave, or ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And next is Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed, indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Truly, I'm happy to be here tonight, <laughs> and um, it was fun looking at my history with churches, et cetera, et cetera, that I want to share with you tonight. Um, a couple of weeks ago, in Joel's sermon, he talked about listening to Jesus and doing what he tells us, and I kid you not, I turned down this opportunity a year ago. And then I listened to what Joel was saying, and I started praying about it. And one day, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I felt like Jesus was in my bedroom, telling me to say yes, <laughs> do this, it will be good for you. So I said yes, and here I am. Um, so I'm the product of Old Stone Presbyterian Church, which is in Delaware County. and. Um, It's, it's a, a church that my father was the head of the Sunday school thing for years. His father had been head of the Sunday school. We, we are, I'm from a big family. Um, my father was the youngest of 10 children, and only one of them left town. He went to the Navy, and then he ended up in Phoenix. All the rest of them lived right around Delaware County. So we had... Um, a, a Sunday school that was absolutely fun. It was um, just unbelievable. The church, the, the ancestors of my family donated the land that the church was built on. So they deeded the land to the church. When the church had a fire, arsonist, my family, because we always had family reunions there, we contributed enough money to replace the stained glass windows and it will always be my home church, but this is my home church now. So if, um, I can't even read my notes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Um, the, some, of you, some of you know my family from Old Stone Church. Uh, Susan Emmel has mentioned to me that she has met some of my family on a mission trip. My family has told me lots of stories about Gail Griffin from mission trips. <laughs> and it's, it's just been um, floating around me all, all along. Um, so I'm just, uh, in my younger days, we had not a large church. So <laughs> my cousins and I, and we had a young minister who was game for everything. So we, we talked him into letting us invite all of our friends to come to youth group, 5.30 on Sunday night. And we were all there, and our 
friends were all there. They were from different churches. We, we visited all of their churches to see what it was like, what it was all about. And it was, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I just can't say enough about our, our youth group. Somehow, we got some teepees and we painted them with stories of the Bible on them. And then we went on this four-day trip to visit um, some other churches. We always went to churches of our friends also. So we traveled a lot. But we took these teepees and went on a camping trip to Geneva Hills. But before we got to Geneva Hills, we went to um, Circleville Church and Waverly's Church and Portsmouth Church. And then we came back and spent a couple of days at Geneva Hills. Now, the truth of the matter is, the thing that we did there was dig the holes for the outside toilets. <laughs> but we got them dug. <laughs> and the Tannehills often talk to me about Geneva Hills, which the Presbytery doesn't own anymore. They sold it and you know, the sign's gone from the freeway and all that stuff. But we had a lot of fun at Geneva Hills. And then we were the first people to, to, camps, to go to camp there. And we also got on the front page of the Presbyterian Life. Do you, do you, ever, ever, do you remember that magazine? So our pictures were all over the front page of the Presbyterian Life. I wish I'd have been smart enough to keep a copy, but I don't. I don't have a copy of it at all. Um, but um, that's, that's my story when I was young. Then I moved to away from home, and finding a church for me was as important as finding a place to live. I really, really did want to find something that gave me the same uh, friendship and study and guidance that Old Stone Church had done for me. So we did that, and or I started on my uh, way to find a church that was important. I did my undergraduate work at Kent, and unfortunately there was not an organized Presbyterian church that met in a building. We met in schools, and that didn't seem right to me. Um, but instead, or so instead, we gathered in a school building, and then we got my, I had one roommate who was a, um, a Jewish person and one who was a Catholic person. So we started talking about what our churches believe, and we got everybody on our floor involved. So I stopped going to the school building for the Presbyterian church, and we had our own church every Sunday in our door, which was just a, a wonderful way to do it. And then in graduate school, I went to the University of Illinois, and there was a big church there, downtown church, and I thought, this is really a great thing for me. And so I went there every Sunday, and then one day I saw this guy in the grocery store, and I said to him, he looks so familiar to me. And he says, 
I ought to. You sit in the third row on the right every Sunday in my church. <laughs> and he said, I'm so glad that, that you are there. And, and I said, well, I'm glad you're there too. So it made me realize that because my experience as a child with our minister and then with that experience, I thought, you know, it's really important to get to know your minister. <laughs> and so I've always tried to do that ever since, uh, ever since I've been in school. Um, yep. So that's, that's what I did for my first page here. And then I came back to Ohio, and I was a librarian. Um, in Mansfield, but my mother was sick, and that's why I came back to Ohio. And um, so I, I went home almost every weekend. So when I was working in Mansfield, that wasn't a big thing. But by then I moved to Stowe, Ohio, five miles from Kent. So I figured out that those people had gotten together. They had built a church. It was a beautiful church. And so I went there every Sunday. One Sunday stands out in my life. Remember the riots in Kent? I got escorted to church by the police. When they said, they stopped me and they said, why are you coming? This town's supposed to be closed down. I said, well, I'm trying to go to church. We'll take you. And so they escorted me to church. I thought, that's really kind of neat. <laughs> but <coughs> then I moved back to Columbus. And I didn't know where I was going to do. I lived in German Village. And I saw this church on 3rd Street called Central Presbyterian Church. And so I thought, well, I'll go there. And I'll start there. I walked in, and this guy said to me, is your name Mitchell? <laughs> I said, yes. He said, is your father's name Glenn? And I said, yes. He said, we played semi-professional basketball together in our early years of being married. And he put his arms around me and he says, I'll be your church father. <laughs> and he was. You know, he, he, he was just great. Um, and at that church, I was on the session. I was the president or the treasurer for a while. And then we started this breakfast class for the street people. And that was like any church. It was sort of contentious. You know, why are we having these people sit in our pews and blah, 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 blah. But there were days when we had like 100 people come for breakfast. And I used to do all the shopping for, those, for this breakfast class. And I went every Sunday. And the, um, it, it was just a wonderful experience. But during that time, people from Covenant came because when Jim Mailer was our pastor at that point in time, Tracy was here. So she sent people from Covenant down to the church. I remember uh, Howard uh, Card, is that his name? Card. Clyde, Clyde Card, yeah. I remember him very well. People used to, and another um, family from here came. They had two children, 
two guys, so it's a dad and two guys, I can't remember their names at all, but one of them went off to Texas to do uh, Bible translations and interpretations and asked me if I would contribute to his cause. I still send money to that group every month. Wycliffe is their name. Um, another member of our church went to uh, Claremont College and works with, works with the college kids there. Her parents still live in Columbus, so I send her money. <laughs> and it's, it's just great to be able to do those kinds of things. The sad part is that um, downtown population was, was dwindling, not like it's growing now. It was dwindling then. And the session decided to close the church. And that was heartrending for all of us. And then I thought, now what am I gonna do? So I got this friend of mine, <laughs> and we made a list of eight churches. And we wrote down what we wanted to give to a church, what we wanted to be a part of in a church, and what we wanted a church to give to us. And we visited all those eight churches. And when I came here, I thought, why'd you waste all your time? <laughs> This is where you belong. So I joined Covenant, and I've just been happy as can be ever since. Um, I think, when I was talking about Old Stone, I think the minister at Old Stone helped our last study committee, commission, when we did our last study. I think he was the, the presbytery assigned person that worked with that. And so, but anyway, we visited all those eight churches and, and loved it. And I still have friends from some of those churches or some of the people that I met in those churches. But as it turned out, Covenant fit the bill. And I've been here for 15 years. And so my, my message to you is, if you ever want to find me, I'll be in the third row. <laughs> been there for a long time and that's where I'll be on your left when you walk down this aisle so it's been a really interesting experience for me to think through my life in all the different churches that I've attended and the the great experiences that God has given me so I am just so thrilled to be here and to be able to praise God every Sunday with you all and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. This is important. In the first scripture we read was my father's favorite scripture. In the garden was his favorite hymn. The second scripture we read was my mother's favorite. And the, the last song that we will sing was her favorite. So I was able to honor both of them by including their scriptures and their favorite songs. So thank you very much for listening. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to do the rest of this. <laughs>